Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Spring fans, welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this sunny 13th of July, 2023? As I record this, I'm in Jolly, Jakarta, Indonesia, a wonderful country in Southeast Asia, after which the Java language uh, ecosystem has drawn considerable inspiration. For example, I'm in the island of Java, in which you find the city of Jakarta. There's also a Java Sea nearby, and of course, near not too far from here is the island of Lombok, right? Lots of uh, amazing inspirations here. I believe at one point, even one of the airports was actually named Javax uh, at some point. Another reason I love uh, Indonesia, of course, is the food. My family and I love Indonesian food, and sadly, not a lot of great great options exist for me. Uh, in the two cities I call, uh, you know, or in the two cities I'm most familiar with in California, I live in San Francisco, and I'm from Los Angeles. In San Francisco, uh, there used to be a great restaurant called Borobudur that sadly shut down. I think just before the pandemic, not because of the pandemic, but because the owners had just. They wanted to retire, you know, good for them. Um, I, apparently the restaurant had been around for decades. I certainly enjoyed it for the time I had been in San Francisco up until that point. Uh, and then of course in Los Angeles, there's a restaurant called Simpang, which is also pretty great. Uh, they used to have a market attached to it, like a Indonesian market. And that was great too. You could get sort of ingredients and all that kind of stuff, but that has since been shuttered. The restaurant proper still exists. Although even that, I kind of think, I don't know, I'm not sure, but I think it's under new ownership. Uh, and so the food is not quite as good, but still, you know, it's a far sight better than not eating Indonesian food. So we, we like it. Um, uh, anyway, all that to say here in Indonesia, I've, I've, I've had no shortage of delicious Indonesian food. Uh, it's definitely worth a visit. Come to, come to Indonesia if you can. Now I'm, I'm here today because I've been lucky enough to, uh, you know, talk to some organizations. I'll be, uh, for example, today I'll be speaking at the spring one uh, tour I- event here in Jakarta. Uh, and then of course I'm off from here. I'm leaving, uh, off to, uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Next week I'll be speaking, uh, at the Java user group, the, uh, MY Java user group in Kuala Lumpur on the 20th of July. So look for that. Uh, and, uh, I'll be there as well. That'd be fun. Um, this episode, my friends, uh, it's one of my, I've been holding this one, saving it for a sunny, wonderful day uh, in which I didn't think, you know, it could get better. And But uh, now I know how I have to make it better. This episode is with the one, the only, the amazing Stefan Nicole, uh, one of the uh, legends on the Spring Boot team. Stefan is actually uh, a, uh, I mean, if you've used Spring Boot, if you've left an issue or, uh, or, or a comment on an issue on GitHub, if you've sent a pull request, if you've ask questions on Stack Overflow, if you've, you know, if you've just dealt with Spring Boot at all in any capacity, online, on Twitter, on, you know, anywhere, they'll probably have talked to uh, Stefan. And um, Stefan's an amazing cat. He's just one of those people that has just joined the team. He worked on the Spring Framework, and then he worked on Spring Boot, and, you know, he, he works on both, really, uh, and he's uh, present in both discussions and both evolutions and so on. So he's, he just plays a very key role here. He's one of those people that can um, <clears throat> effect changes in the low-level stuff and the high-level stuff equally effectively. Uh, and he does, you know, he's done a number of amazing things uh, in, this, in the Spring ecosystem in the relatively short time. I think it's been more than a decade. I think we actually didn't talk about that. He's been on the team for a long time. Um, 
but uh, to my surprise, because I, I I just think of him as uh, as having been there forever. It um, it's actually, you know, he's like me. He's re he's relatively junior in the spring team. We we, we are rather um, senior heavy. We have a lot of people in the team that are a lot older that have been on the team a lot longer than we have. Um, so anyway, it's just a great discussion, and we recorded the discussion again as though we couldn't have done had a better opportunity we recorded it live in beautiful barcelona for the amazing spring io event there uh this year in 2023 which you should also plan on being at next year right that's a great show and you could talk to stefan in person but in the meantime i hope you enjoy this episode i hope you enjoy listening uh to the amazing journey that stefan has taken to the spring team uh to some of the stuff he's done around spring boot spring framework uh, the cash manager abstract, all this cool stuff. And uh, as usual, my friends, see you next week in Malaysia. There we are. We did it. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're back. Uh, this is the 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 the, the deity himself, my friend, the one, the only, the amazing, the inimitable, Stefan Nicol. Um, ah, we're in paradise. We're in Barcelona. I've been telling everybody that's been on the show uh, that it's a pity that. It's such a good show, this live, the conference we're in. Yes. It's a pity because if it were a mediocre show or even a crappy show, I would be outside. So much to do. In Barcelona, but we're here and it's wonderful. You're here. I've, I'm, I managed to catch you. I told you earlier, you're my favorite Pokemon, right? Like I've been trying to get the, like, you know, you and uh, there's a couple. There's like two other people that are just like possible Pokemons. This is one of the three. I'm, I'm glad you're on the show. Thank you for joining me. Um, I suspect the reason you agreed, maybe, is because finally that one is behind us and you have an extra second of free time. Uh, and it's just been a, bit, a busy three or four years for you. Mm -hmm. like in oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you are doing two things. You're both a spring framework and a spring boot. Uh, you're like engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're, this last, we've had all sea tide change in the capabilities in spring framework six. Mm -hmm. And spring boot three that one three that oh you know as as a result of that right and that's all because of the spring team spring framework team and the spring boot team just working extra hard right the last few years have been it's been tough yeah oh my god like just incredible and I know a lot of people uh, we talked I talked about it this with Dr Fire and you know yeah, Andy uh, Clement of course and the the, the string of people mm -hmm. who did 120 percent right just nonstop for years to make all this stuff happen and now it just lands. So perfectly, one of, you know, one of the people that just did a ton was you, and I was just, you know, you can see it. You can see the amazing quality of the code. You can see the author tags everywhere. The results are amazing. Just a big fan. It's just been hard. I know it's been hard, and I can't believe you're here. Oh, hello, team. Did I screw that up? I didn't mean to. Good to see you. I can hear myself. I'm, I'm streaming. There we go. I'm playing the video on the other side. Well, anyway, yeah. Thank you for joining me. So sure. What do you? What did you talk about this day, this trip, uh, this conference? Um, nothing. You were, in the, you were in the buff. You were just in the spring. Yeah, the buff. That's that was the great. only one. But you didn't do it. You don't have an actual talk. No. Oh, that's smart. Oh, you okay? So you came here for a R and D meeting or something like that. Okay, okay. Smart first time. Actually, I, I, I almost missed it, but <laughs> Sergey was was kind enough to uh, create a session like last minute. <laughs> Which was great, by the way. We right. we had so many good questions. It was really a, a good time getting feedback from the community, and um, yeah, it was good. I would do like the show, the Spring I.O. I mean, it's 
it's the best. Yeah, okay. For me, it's the best. There we go. Just making sure. See, I'm, yeah. I always tell them, I'm like, you got to come. And like, no, you know. Uh, in, in terms of covering the spring ecosystem and the, the, the members that are here, I mean, it's more difficult for our colleagues in the United States to, to, to join us. Right. But in, in terms of the members in, in, uh, in this area, in, in, in Europe, it's it's the best coverage that you could see. Um, okay, I love the show. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk ever so briefly about you because I know you, I know you're pressed for time. We got a little bit of time. Let's talk about you. Uh, you've been on the spring team. Oh, the visa process takes up to six months. I really wanted to attend. <gasps> six months. Okay, if you start now, you can be here next year. I'm sorry though, that is a pain. You're right. This is we're in Spain. Which place are you talking about? Is there a the visa for Europe or a visa for the U.S.? We're we're this is the Spanish. Show. Okay, just making sure. I don't know. Maybe they're both six months, but usually I think America's six like six months for Europe. That's, yeah, uh, that's, that's bad. That would be very surprising. Morocco, Morocco to, Spain. to Spain. Right there. You can see each other almost. Like it's just yeah. across the water. Wow, six months. That's really a lot. Well, yeah, okay. You are missed. I wish you were here. It was, uh, it's a great show. So, okay, let's talk about you ever so briefly. You joined the spring team when? 10 years ago. 10 years ago, right? And I, and I think I think I understood that. 2013, I remember you starting to mm. appear here. You were already in the community for uh, the thing I knew you from was all the Apache Maven stuff, right? What, like, like, okay, so what's that story? How did you get into Maven? Like, I'm, you know. Um, so we, I started actually with something called um, XDocLet. Is that it? X, yeah, yeah. X Docklet. X, but so did you ever use EGB Docklet or did you use only X Docklet, which came after? Uh, I think the first one, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember now. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and so back then it was J2E, no spring, AGBs, and all the things that we have to generate and it's becoming crazy. So I'm trying to find tools to automate right. that. And so that's how I started with open source. Um, actually did the first thing I did was when I left, uh, when I, um, left university, mm -hmm. I did a six months, um, R and D thingy, right. Uh, where I implemented some kind of, um, tool to recall presentations. So it's, it's a thing where you to recall, recall presentations. Oh, record. Like so you have, you have a proxy on your machine, you're showing slides and then your voice is, is recorded and, uh, compressed with G uh, a JSM, uh, um, compressor yeah and so you you get the the, the video and the, not the yeah not the video actually the proxy the proxy is actually catching all the slides that you see okay so you use a browser locally and pointing to the proxy and it basically catches oh. <laughs> it catches everything that you display and right. the, the timeline and then later on it was because that's that's the good part you get an applet what <laughs> yes you get an applet that actually uh display uh the, the recorded uh presentation it's wow, amazing uh applets were pretty great i liked webstart even more though mm. so it was called econf uh okay. so when was this 2005 2001 one wow. don't look at the code the code is still on source for don't <laughs> look at it because i'm usually embarrassed by oh. <laughs> i wouldn't be i i think most people would be very happy to have even your poor code mm. you know um Okay, so that so that that was your entry into Java. What yes. about how did you get to X uh, X Docker, which came out? So I've I've joined a company called Kiala, uh, which is now Mondial Relay, uh, which has been acquired by UPS, I believe. And that was a um, you're in the French part of Belgium. Yes, right. Okay, 
So I, I did that and uh, we were like working on, on that, that J2E, uh, it was JBoss at the time, yep. I believe. Pretty good choice back then. Yeah. 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 And so that's how I started to uh, to do like open source contributions to Xdocklet. Um, so for people who don't know, hmm. what is EJB Docklet? And then what was Xdocklet and why did we need it instead of just like going home? Because there's so many useless stuff that you have to generate to uh, to make your AGB uh, actually work. Yeah. One, uh, one class with with comments. We, we yes. didn't have annotations back then. So this so we had an annotation processor. That's what it was. It was, an, yeah. it was a Java doc processor right. that looked at comments and derived all the remote interfaces, the local interface, the the you know, whatever the actual and the the, uh, the 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 fragment descriptor and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, it was, it was that was just for EGB, and it was a whole system around just making EGB less painful, mm. hacking it onto language. Then we get annotations. A lot of that goes away. Yes. But before we got that, we had EGB docklet and then mm -hmm. X docklet, which is like a generic right. commons and and comments I, processor. I can't remember, but we used Xdocklet for a bunch of other things. Uh, yeah. Something related to database, I believe. I, I can't nice. remember now, it's too, uh, too, too, much pain. Yeah. <laughs> too much pain and too long ago. Blocked it out. Um, and then uh, Maven 1 was actually around. Um, I love Maven 1. M-A-V-E-N, not M-B-N. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I did, funnily enough, I did, a, I did implement the plugin for J2EE for Maven 1. Wait, for, for what do you mean J2EE? Like, like the, the wall plugin, the ear oh, plugin. You built those? Yes. <laughs> God. Okay, that was a. I didn't know you had that much depth in the Maven project. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. I used it. You know. Okay. Cool. And by the way, I used EJB Docklet next up from Ant. Like it, right. it took a few years for me to get mm, to Maven. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that too. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Anyway, War. So you were at the War and the ear plugin. Yes. Or Maven one is that yes. code? Does that survive into two? Because it was a big refactoring. It was completely rewritten, yeah. and so I joined the PMC um, in two thousand five, I think. Yeah, two thousand four, and worked on Maven two um, quite quite heavily on the wall plugin wow. and the ear plugin as well. Um, back to uh, so the war plugin. Yes, you worked on the war plugin for Maven two then. Yes, that means that in in theory, up until a few years ago. It might be true that you were working on something that was used more often than even Spring. Mm -hmm. I thought, I mean, I you know, I know you're you've already climbed to great heights, but it was the to think you already impacted more people's lives before even joining the Spring team. That's pretty amazing. Well done. Good, job. <laughs> Good stuff in a great way too. Obviously, I use I mean, I've used that plugin. I'm sure everyone everyone has. You know, I mean, anybody you have, to, you have to anybody who's older than you know Spring Boot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The only way to go to Hopefully we, we don't have to do that anymore. Right, right. Okay, go on. Um, so jump back to... Uh, That's true. That's true. Right there. That's a fact. Uh, Stefan made DevX easy for us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Andrew. Thank you very much. And he says uh, no EJBs, which I agree. No EJBs. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I, I joined the Spring team uh, like 10 years ago. I was still a member of the PMC, yeah. Apache Maven. But of course, I had no time anymore to uh, contribute. Like so, uh, after a few years, I uh, decided to retire from the project. I didn't want to take a seat that someone else with more time could could use. Uh, but I'm still I'm still I'm still around. I'm still uh, checking. Sure. I have friends, of course, because it's like more than more than my time on Spring actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, working on Maven. Uh, so uh, how do I get to the Spring team? Uh, it's like 
I was a contributor to Spring Batch. <gasps> you were? Oh, that's yes. true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we had um, we had a uh, framework um, built on top of, you know, we had rebuilt pretty much everything. So we had our own persistence layer, our, oh, wow. our batch was framework, workflow framework. It was like a framework that was like um, started pretty much at the same time as Spring, maybe a bit older. Mm -hmm. And so my my role on on, on that team was to uh, lead the framework team, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a private framework. And obviously, when when uh, we looked at Spring uh, back then, it was becoming obvious that we had to move to something else. <laughs> so one of the one of the first thing that we did was uh, ditching our batch framework. It's because you're smart. That's why there's habits. <laughs> there's a lot of people who are like, I can do it better myself. Even today, I'm like. Maybe not. No, no. Oh. it's not. It's, I mean, to, to your point, it's not really about not only about the developers working on it, but the community. It's the community that really brings the power to this. Of getting feedback to us, telling us we're wrong, and yeah. telling us get, sharing ideas to improve. That that's really key to uh, to spring success. I think um, tens of millions of hours of R and D. Even if you're the best programmer ever, you're not going to be able to outdo whatever tens mm. or hundreds of millions of hours. You know. Yeah over the last 20 years. Anyway, go on. Um, so one thing that Spring Batch at the time did not support was uh, a distributed clustering of, uh, distributed partition, sorry. Remote so, partitioning and chunking? Yes, remote okay. partitioning and, and chunking. So we, we actually contributed that. So we re you contributed that? Oh, wow. So we implemented basically what we had uh, on top of Spring Batch, uh, the Spring Batch API, and that was my first pull request on GitHub, actually. Oh wow! So if, you, if you if you look if you look around, um, yeah. Um, so I started to talk to Dave and Mark Fisher at the time mm -hmm. at the Spring mm -hmm. Conference, uh, 2012, maybe. Um, then I got like a way to get an interview. I was not selected. Um, it was for the the Spring Batch lead role that Michael Minella had. Oh, uh, well, okay, but they never. It's not like you weren't selected. You were just not selected for that one thing. You were definitely in a hat. Of yeah, a yeah. Top, top I mean, I, I I don't know how the I don't know how yeah. it ended up. Uh, and then Brian Dusso, like nine months later, um, reached out to me and uh, asked me to do another interview. Sure. For Spring Framework this time. Uh, that's how I joined. Oh, that's so good. We're so lucky. I mean, mm. you poor bastard. You you've had a tough time, but we the the people that got to work with you, we're very lucky. <laughs> so then, okay. So that was Spring Framework. That back. This is ten years ago. So this is Spring Framework three X ish and going into four, right? Yes. So I I joined while four was being uh, al yeah. almost released. Yes. Yeah, that was where we introduced uh, the conditions and you know huge refactorings mm. to Spring to support what would become Spring Boot. Yes. Uh, just a couple of years later, you yeah. know, a year later. A year later, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So you were on Spring Framework working on, did you dive right in and start doing all the crazy stuff to make conditions happen? or No, like I, more I, I, I started with like the cache abstraction. That's right. Cache manager. and Yeah. So we already had an, a very nice API in 3.2. Uh, I can't remember now what I did, but there were like uh, a number of requests from the community. And I don't, I don't remember what I did, yeah. but essentially improving what we already had. Uh, maybe adding more providers um, yeah. to it. And you also did the at event listener. 
it yeah, to me. yeah, and and the messaging, and the messaging, the messaging abstraction. Yes, yeah. that was the first year, and it's funny because uh, I was talking to Jurgen, and I was a bit stressed. My first spring one, I I wanted to. I always, I'm I'm always trying to co-speak with someone, because yeah. then I'm 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 typing, and the other person is saying the smart things, um, and oh. that that works quite well. Um, um, so Jürgen, I told Jürgen, hey, uh, you want to join me for a talk? And I'm like, okay. But I have I have worked on this caching thing and this messaging thing. So what do we do? And Jürgen was like, okay, yeah. cache, caching and messaging improvements in Spring <laughs> Spring Four or Spring Four One. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now. Right. Uh, which were totally unrelated, and that was my first talk with him. Amazing, and I love that he's so generous. So he is. next time, if if you want, maybe you could do the smart talking. I could do the typing. Okay. I like it when you talk and I type. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good that way. People learn things. And also I don't do much work. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was, and then how did you eventually uh, start moving? I mean, like the auto config for the cache manager stuff that came a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Much, much yeah. later actually. Yeah. So like what was your natural path into Spring Boot, which is new at the time? Um, so I had, as part of my onboarding with the team, uh, I had the, the, uh, I was very fortunate to uh, spend a week with Phil Webb in San Francisco. Spring Boot uh, co-founder and lead right now, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was in March, so it was like three months after I joined the team. Um, and the idea was uh, Phil was uh, working also on the Spring Framework team at the time. Was uh, this when you and I hung out in Los Angeles? No. Different time. Okay. Oh, it was much later. Okay, yeah. And uh, as part of my onboarding, like spending some time with someone, and it was my first time in San Francisco, so I have a very fond memory oh. of that week. It was great. And and Phil essentially uh, showed me around, like the, the kind of, you know, the, the design decisions that we make, how we process with Git and GitHub and whatnot. So it was great. And so I, I, on my way in, I actually had the mm. reference guide of Spring Boot on my iPad. Wow. Uh, was it the iPad? I can't, uh, maybe. Sure, yeah. um, can't remember. It came out in 2011, so you uh, could have. Yeah, I couldn't have one. Okay. And uh, I spent the whole flight reading the documentation and finding things that could be improved or like typos and right. stuff like that, trying you know, to be like a first review, essentially. Okay. So I sent this email to Phil with like, I don't know how, how many bullet points. Um, uh, retrospectively, I should have fixed the code myself, but uh, at the time I wasn't sure what to do. Uh, and then I started to uh, send a few pull requests. And uh, at some point, Dave was like, because you know how Dave is, is like very pragmatic and very pragmatic guy. Yeah. And the, the, the things are very organic with Dr. him. Dr. Sire, the co-founder yes. of Spring Boot and co-founder of Spring Cloud. And we were like chatting about, can't remember about what. And then I asked him how he wanted me to contribute this. And he said, oh, you have push rights now. You're part of the team anyway. Yeah. And just like that. Just like that. So I don't know if, if Dave and Phil discussed it beforehand or if like <laughs> Dave dropped the ball and said, okay, Oops. you're part of the team and um, without asking anyone. But so you didn't even know you had joined the Spring Boot team? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but things on the Spring team are very organic. You, yeah. you just, we just like talk to each other. We try to find the best outcome uh, and things happen just as they're supposed to be. Absolutely, I agree, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Um, <laughs> okay, so there's, I mean, again, we're still talking about 2014, uh, 2013, you know, that, that yep. so still close to a decade ago. There has been 
a lot recently in the last nine nine plus years. But I want to fast forward uh, to recent in recent memory. The single biggest release in my mind, maybe in the history of Spring, is three mm-hmm. data because it set up a whole new foundational programming model. It uh it, it set up things that were you know optimized for the future and already it brought the future here. You know, I just huge fan, huge. Mm-hmm. It was also one of the hardest releases because it took what was I mean? There's multiple years of R and D on yeah, like. Forget about the AOT stuff for a second. The mm-hmm. VM. Mm-hmm. Just the Jakarta EE integration was a, a pain, right? Oh, by the way, the Maven thing. I forgot to ask. So well, today, 2023, Maven or Gradle? Um, it's OK to say both, but I won't it, love the it, answer. It depends. <laughs> I, I can, I, I mean, as a, if, if I were to start, I would say Gradle. Mm-hmm. And, that's the reason why we we flipped the switch on Startup Spring.io. Mm-hmm. We felt that it was the right thing to do for uh, newcomers. Like if you're starting your career or if you're at the university or basically getting started with like programming, yeah. we felt it was more responsible to um, route users to Gradle. Okay. But there is a huge Maven base and Maven is 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 really a good tool. I mean, been working on it for, for so many years, so I really like it. Uh, there, it has like a huge fan base, a huge like stack overflow list of questions and answers, and and a lot of great functionality. Yes, but I will agree. I I started this year. I just said I'm going to just do Gradle this year. Mm-hmm. I think I did one Maven project just because it was related to Maven, right? Mm. But basically, uh, for like the eighty percent stuff, yeah, Gradle is going to be it's fine. It works fine. It's great. It's a it's easier. And and also, I think I've written maybe two Maven plugins in my whole life. Mm-hmm. But with Gradle, it's so easy to create a little task. Anytime you need to dig into it, it's just like, oh, build source and just have at it. You're good mm-hmm. within a second, you know? Anyway, okay, I'm with you. It, it depends, but Gradle's great. Okay, moving on. So Spring Boot 3.0. What was, so there was this, I mean, I don't think people understand. There's this whole thing. We did the Spring Native thing, right? That was like an R&D Skunksworks project. Mm-hmm. Uh, started, what, 2018, and then we announced it maybe late 2019, I think. Yes. And then mm-hmm. 2020, we had that first few, like March of 2020, I remember doing a very early Spring Tips video on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time, it took me 10 minutes to build a JPA web app on my machine because GraalVM would improve a lot. And then Spring's mm-hmm. integration with GraalVM would improve a lot. So the very first build, those very early days, you know, not 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 no, what no, it could have no. been. Yes. Um, what was that story like for you? Like, when did you jump in and effectively take over the reins Leading up to three three um, So we Spring Native like tried a number of experiments um, to make it easier for GraalVM to process the application. As mm-hmm. as you said, the, the problem really at, at at the beginning was that there were like no uh, no optimizations whatsoever in the way the application context uh, creates your beans and decide what to inject and when. Right. So essentially, GraalVM had to go through everything, every possible option uh, that the context might take, uh, which bring a lot of code, uh, a lot of like reflection needs, uh, and essentially things that you actually don't use right. because there was no way to know at that time that you're not going to use it. So that's why it was very slow, um, except some improvements in GraalVM uh, in, in recent releases. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, Sebastian and Andy, when they, they started the project, they've, they've tried various approaches and uh, really trying to make it work. Uh, and at some point, it, it became to a point where it wasn't really 
how the spring team deal with things anymore. It was like a lot of assumptions. Like I know, for instance, that if if you use that feature, it's going to uh, do this and that, and right. it was hard coded somewhere in Spring Native, so it was not like uh, the, the logic was was duplicated, if you right. will. Um, I remember that something called import selector, which is a way for you to add beans programmatically, uh, they were not supported. So essentially, ev ev every feature every feature in the Spring portfolio that used that, enable, yeah, yeah, exactly. That use import selector uh, wasn't working un unless Spring Native had some kind of hard coded thing to make it oh, work. Oh dear! Yeah. So it, 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 I mean, we didn't want to go outside of experimental with that. Obviously, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody did. And so I had I had experimented with this idea of actually running the exact same code as when your application starts, but providing a hook point in the application context to stop. Before right before beans. it creates the beans. I see. Yeah. Uh, so what that means is that import selector would run, uh, everything that's programmatic would run, annotation processing would run. And so you have like a list of bean definitions uh, that you are about to create as beans. And you, you stop there. And you look at the bean factory. Then you try to replicate uh, the state of the bean factory. Is there any reason? So had, do we have to do anything to the bean, defini bean definition meta model uh, to give us the rich information we would need to then reify to write out the exact same state again or was it already rich enough in it was rich enough uh so ash i must say now you give me the opportunity um the the, the foundation of the core container was wasn't it, it is amazing yeah. it is honestly amazing uh what what they've built what jürgen and, and team has built uh in the in, in the initial let's say uh incantation of the framework it, there wasn't really a lot to do, to be honest. It was like discovering how to do it properly and at the at the right place in the code. Right. But this, this the separation between the, the the parsing and the definition and the actual instances, were from an architectural standpoint, were clearly separated already. So that's a good point. So people, mm -hmm. like you have configuration classes, component scanning, XML. Don't please don't use XML. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, you know, functional config. All these things put in. They are, there are ways to describe objects, then they get turned into bean definitions. Yes. And then normalized. So at that point, we lose. I mean, we have annotations that tell us it was from this or that, but mm -hmm. basically we don't care. Yeah. It's just bean definitions. And then yes. from there, uh, in a JVM app, we turn it into a actual object, right? Mm -hmm. But you're saying we stopped in the we, time. We stopped there and we we look at we look at the model mm -hmm. of the bean definition and then we we create it back in as generated code essentially. And it was and you were able to capture all that that was really cool so that that that's really the bit that took a long time uh has um if you look at the spring portfolio and spring modules uh, like spring integration spring batch spring mm -hmm. session spring security they all have their ways of using the application context spring data which is yes amazing yeah 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 rich, rich uh, use so uh, it was interesting in both ways because we got a chance to actually see that some of the portfolio were using the context in a way that we didn't really know about, <laughs> uh, which isn't bad in any way. But it's like, oh, OK, that doesn't work because you're using this way, and we're not, we're not supporting that yet. Because you're capturing it after that thing would have run or before. Yeah, or, or like they're, they're, for instance, they're, they're using some, uh, some attribute of the big definition that we don't support or we don't want to support, <gasps> things like that. So do we um, eventually have to help other projects either tweak the way they did things or do we instead change the spring? Both. Both. So yeah. something Give that I, I think 
one of the main reasons for, for success of, of 3.0 is that we got the feedback from uh, the whole Spring team, like the 60 engineers that are working, 60 plus engineers working on, on, on the project, telling us, oh, AOT doesn't work for me because of that. A, and, B, C. and then you, you improve the engine. And what, what you see is that someone else tells you the next day, oh, that doesn't work because of that. And I said, oh, yeah, fix it yesterday. You need to yeah, you yeah. get a snapshot. I remember, and that was it affected every project. So every project was feeding back on this. It's not often that you get a thing where Absolutely. everybody needs to be on board, yes. right? And, yes. Uh, so congrats an, to the team. Yeah, it was that was a lot of fun. Um, okay, the result is now you have transformations that happen. We've got to mention the other part. One is you inspect the bean definitions, and then Spring writes out this reified. It writes out code. Mm -hmm. Um, and or and also you can contribute JSON uh, configuration for yes for native Ralphian. images yeah mm -hmm. uh, but all that is, so that that's part one is Spring is doing that but part two is regular users can do that anybody can do that it's the same mechanism right yes and to me that's super interesting that part mm. I, you know I, and and even to this yeah. see look right here he, we have a I like the idea of Spring Boot to generate full Java code bean definitions with Java Poet mm. right people are fans I mean there's a lot of really interesting opportunities here. I, I asked you about this earlier, but I'm a big fan. I love this result, right? What people don't know is if you spend more than 10 minutes in the AOT engine, you eventually realize you can write your own code. You can use a, an API to write out your own code. Yeah. I don't think most people are going to need to. I think like 1%, no, less than a percent, like 0.01%. But you can. <laughs> you can, you can. And uh, as everything spring, really, uh, we, we like to expose the API that we use ourselves so that mm -hmm. Anybody that's building a library on top of ours can yes. do the same thing as we did. It's a bit like configuration properties in Boot when we uh, initiated the metadata and you have auto-completion of properties. Uh, initially, user was like, oh, that's awesome. And uh, uh, can you please do something so that I can create my own properties? We were like, you can do it now. That, that's how it's designed. You can do it. And it took a while. We, we got a lot of questions of people asking us, how do I get that? Um, it was it was a, a stack overflow question that had a, a lot of traction back then, and so for AOT it's the same thing. If you have a library, uh, you have a system annotation that does some processing at build time. Uh, you can very easily implement an extra interface. You get a callback when AOT runs. Right. Know, if you have a chance to do whatever. And there's there's actually two. I mean, there's some like component level stuff that feels like it. It's just if you have a common use case of like reflection, you can use register for reflection binding. Uh, if you just want to like register hints and you don't care about the bean factory at all, you've got uh, runtime hints registrar. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you want to like get into, if you want to inspect the bean factory and look at all the bean definitions, you've got bean definition uh, registry in AOT processor and bean, you've got bean factory AOT in, processor or something. Bean factory like, initialization AOT processor, uh, something like that. So the bean factory one gives you the whole bean factory. The other one gives you each individual bean, the registered beans. Yes. Um, like, is there like Guidance and when to use what? I... So the uh, the bean factory one, uh, I would I would use it if you. <laughs> Absolutely, very, nice. very true and very nice. Very nice. Um, so if you if you um, if you need to inspect uh, beans having a certain annotation, for instance, yeah. So you want to to collect all the beans that have a certain annotation on them, then you you would use the bean factory because that's the natural place to do it. Yeah. But make sure to avoid calling git bean on anything. Oh yeah, because yeah. if if you do that, things will go wrong for sure. Right, yeah. Um, then the other one is if you if you're more like in in a post processing type, or if you're interested by a particular bean, 
uh, rather than implementing the bean factory and then asking, is that bean around? It's better to uh, implement the other interface and just get a callback when that, that bean is actually there. Right. Uh, so that you don't have to, to do the querying and whatnot. Could we provide a wrapper around the configurable bean factory that gets passed in? That just whenever you call get bean, it throws an exception if it's in compile time? It's it's one of the things, yeah. Uh, I posed when you said get bean, I was like, oh, that's the thing I meant to do and I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, we'll have we'll have to do something like that, yes. No big deal. I mean, again, I think it's such a, it's unfortunately a very niche feature at the moment mm -hmm. because people just don't realize, first of all, you can do GraalVM native images. Mm -hmm. And second of all, you could do compile time. It's not just for the, it's not just for GraalVM, it's AOT. It's all compile time index, uh, engine, right? This yeah. uh, mm -hmm. opens up a whole new world, including the transformations into functional removing lots of reflection by the way are there like it's for functional bean registration mm. um we still do some reflection if you're using at auto wired on a field is there a way to avoid that like um i mean don't do that please but if you are i mean if the if the field is private there is not much that you can do yeah uh and you have to use reflection right if, if you have a way to access it uh, via method or anything, then we will call the method if we can. Yeah. And if we can't call the method because we don't have the rights, then reflection, the reflection is the route. And you register the hints for the reflect config yes. as well. Yes. So cool. So th this is what's nice about it. It's like small pieces of building, building the engine, essentially, where right. you, look, you look at things in isolation. OK, I'm going to do that. So I need to register a hint so that it works in a native image. And because it's separated and it's like focused on one thing only, right? Uh, it's easy to uh, it's 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 easy to implement and it also it's easy to um, uh, maintain uh, rather than having you know this big soup of things that you know you have to do and everything is in one place. Right. Um, okay, I love it. So uh, we have some great questions here. First of all, this one I can answer because it's easy. Is there a way to build native images for Spring apps from a Docker container without having GraalVM locally? Yes. Yes, it's already there. It's build tools, uh, build packs, mm -hmm. uh, Maven, W, Spring hyphen boot colon build hyphen image, and then you do you pass in minus p native or does that just work? Uh, you pass minus p native if you're on uh, Maven. Yeah. Uh, if you're on Gradle, you don't have to. Yeah. And then Gradle, you just do build boot image, and if you've got the GraalVM stuff on the yeah. in the in the build file, it'll automatically do that. So it'll it'll compile the code in the Docker image, which is Linux. It'll create a Linux binary. Mm -hmm. inside the Linux container. And then when you do Docker tag and Docker push and Docker run and whatever, you're starting up the native image, not the JVM code, which is already cool. It's already been yeah. there for, for since the since beginning. Yeah. I mean, the beginning, it's not right. that old, but yes. Yeah, even Spring Native had a version of that, right? Yes. It's been there for a while. Mm -hmm. Great question, great question. I don't think people know enough about our Docker support. Um, how much of an, this is a great question. How much of an a performance improvement can we expect when AOT generated code runs in JVM? So this is important. Yeah. AOT um, mode. So th this is something that we haven't really investigated yet due to a lack of time, but there is a, a strong interest. <laughs> Eight hours at night, you don't need it. Uh, there's, there's a huge interest for Spring from X61. Jürgen actually announced today at the, uh, yesterday, sorry, at the conference that that was one of the, one of the theme in 6.1. There's also a tweet from uh, Sebastian Deleuze uh, if you're interested that, that actually tries to answer that question. And essentially, uh, if you have like a super fast machine, uh, plenty of CPUs and uh, you know plenty of resources, you might not see that's the one. Yes, you might not see really a difference. But if you're working 
in a constrained environment, in a cloud environment with maybe one CPU and less memory, then you start seeing some some massive improvements. Uh, and the place to build on that and continue to some some build processing essentially. So we had a, we had a buff like uh, an hour ago, and I was talking about. Uh, thinking maybe to uh, post-process the, the controller annotations. Yeah. So looking at all your controllers, and rather than doing the expensive time, uh, the exp expensive processory of scanning them, looking at the request mapping, building the router, the internal router. Essentially, it's like doing it at build time and then generating the code that represents the router. Like using router functions and stuff. Maybe. Oh, that'd so, be so cool. that that would that would that would essentially transform your declarative way into a functional way, and you could see exactly what's going to be hit and why. Uh, and obviously, you're not going to do the expensive work of uh, I mean, expensive depends of your constraint environment. It it is fast, but it could it could be faster. Obviously, of but I mean, it's nice that we have the engine in place to support these now little slices of yeah. So in, initially, uh, just to to share a bit of a backstory. Initially, that was the plan for Cixo uh, to actually work on that right. and and write the, the router um, out of the, the annotation model. But I mean, time. I, I get I, it. I, I, we need to sleep essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. So good question. Is there any possibility that Spring Boot could have live reload faster? And I think we have the dev tools. I did it yesterday. It's like yeah. point. 0.2 seconds or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for a normal app, you know, uh, uh, with data access and a web tier and actuator and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It's it's fast. Dev tools and especially with test containers and uh, that new support for you know, yep, it's really fast. I don't know how much faster we can make it, but it's faster fast enough that by the time I get to the browser, it's already there. Right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Goodness. What? Oh, what is this? Kudos to the metadata reachability contributors. Yes. Well, absolutely. We, this I I want to just. The Spring team did a lot of that. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of that. It was one of the things that we contributed because a lot of the stuff from Spring Native, those um, yes, very delicate sort of configurations that we figured out. Right. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of that ended up in the reachability repository. Mm -hmm. We were the first framework to enable that support out of the box when you build a great a native image. It, yes. It resolves it from the libraries and meta inf, and now also from that. Mm -hmm. And you know, so that's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so <sighs> three at one. We just we just talked about the AOT stuff. I'm a huge fan. I, like I said, I'm. Can't wait to see what you work on there, uh, and the more stuff that's coming. Three at one, just just that horse has just left the stable yesterday, late at night. We were asleep, mm -hmm. but well, maybe I was asleep. I was very happily asleep. I wasn't asleep actually. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I was uh, dreaming of Spring Boot three at one. I knew it was gonna come, and it did. It it came on the 18th of May, just not in Europe. Mm -hmm. and it was Western, further Western. Okay, so three at one test containers, Docker Compose, great. Dev experience, uh, mm -hmm. live, you know, reset cycle time uh, experience. What's three dot two? Well, that's a good question. Three dot two is about picking up the next feature release of Spring Framework six one, mm -hmm. uh, where after Loom, after, after Loom, after uh, checkpoint restore. <laughs> um, so we we still need to figure out uh, what we're going to do there uh, because there there is a number of things that we that need fixing. Uh, for, especially for checkpoint restore, uh, we're not there yet. There are a number of um, oh, you're looking at me. Interesting, with a bit of a delay. <laughs> Somebody, oh, there's someone is actually filming us. So, okay. Odin walked by and took a photo. Of okay, nice, nice. Okay. Uh, 
so yeah, T Tomcat has, has some some stuff to do there. Uh, there is also uh, the, the like discussing about the next Jakarta EE because right. it will require Java twenty one. Oh yeah, are we gonna do we have an answer on that? Do we are we gonna like? So uh, the, the the plan, as far as I remember, the plan is that the Tomcat may actually backhaul pretty much everything nice. in, in the current version. Okay. Uh, although it's 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 a decision up to the team, but it looks like that's what they want to do. Okay. Oh. We, we might, uh, including Loom, obviously. So yeah. we we might get the the support for Loom uh, with the, with the current generation. You mean okay. Java seventeen? Yes. So what about? Uh, I mean, no, no, Java. You need to, yeah, yeah. to bump to twenty one, but you you don't need to bump to the new Jakarta EE version. You you keep the, the the current version essentially. Okay. So that's the question right here, actually, is what a, will, will Spring Framework 6.1 and Spring Boot 3.2 baseline in Java 21? No. No, which is amazing. Now, will that support extend? Do we know, for for example, Jetty or mm -hmm. Undergo? Right. Yes. We don't know yet? Or we, we, do? don't, we don't know yet. Okay. So that, that's why it's, it's still very up in the air. Uh, what we do in, in, uh, in the 6.1 build is we've initiated multi-release jars. Yeah. So we do have, for Loom support, it's already in. If you want to have a look, we already have like uh, support for Loom. Uh, in dedicated section of the build that right. needs Java 21 to compile, obviously. Right. Uh, but we use multi-release jar so that uh, you can still use it with, with 17 if you want. Amazing. Uh, my friend, I kept you for like 15 minutes longer than I said I would. I, I, this has been amazing. I, 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 I love working uh, uh, with you and watching you do your amazing things. I, I know you, you put in... 120% in everything you do, and it shows in the results. The community, you can see the people are, are excited. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank you, everybody, for joining. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.